0: Well, howdy there, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Today we're going to talk about a topic that's got folks in the rural community all stirred up. Are you down with Chat GPT? Now I know some of y'all might be thinking, what in tarnation is Chat GPT? Well, it's the latest and greatest in artificial technology that some folks think could be the answer to all our prayers in pastoral ministry. But hold on to your Bibles, folks, because this here technology ain't without its controversies. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk about whether ChatGPT is heaven sent or the devil's handiwork.
1: TJ, that was like the best introduction that we've ever had on Rural Pastors talk. I know, and who wrote it?
0: ChatGPT. Chat GPT. <laughs> That's a little spooky. Hey, I'm TJ Freeman. I am a rural pastor here. I have been in pastoral ministry since... About 2008, officially, and I am a reluctant, reluctant rural pastor. I did not imagine myself here, but I'm so thankful the the Lord has called me to the countryside. I am joined by my brothers.
1: Hey, y'all. I am Joe Wagner. I have been in rural ministry since about the same time, and uh, I've been here at Wellsboro Bible Church for a year until I'm going to be replaced by (laughs) ChatGPT.
2: (laughs) <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is Joshua McLaren, and I have been in rural ministry since I've been in ministry.
0: Mm, so, wow, man. since you were a
2: pup. Yep, still am. He still is a puppy. Yippee.
0: What's a God's kind like a dog that's a teenager called?
2: Uh, I don't have dogs, so...
0: Does that, is there a name for that stage?
2: Hey, you quit peeing on the
0: floor. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we're glad you've quit <laughs> peeing on the floor. And chewing on the furniture. That's right. We're glad you're here, and we're glad you're in rural ministry. You also were reluctant, but here you are. Joe, you weren't so reluctant. But I the, love it. There is something you were, you are reluctant about. Chat GPT. Mm, that's right. If you have not heard of Chat GPT, you are clearly living in a rock, under a rock. You don't live in them. You live <laughs> under them. Uh, but you do live in the middle of nowhere. So there's a chance it has not made its way out to you. Chat GPT is kind of creepy and kind of cool. Uh, it's artificial intelligence. It's literally just a chat bot. Is what it is.
1: Oh, that was a great definition. What the heck does that mean? What's a chatbot? It is a
0: robot that you chat with. It is a. uh, mm, I don't know what the what you call the actual thing. It's a. Do you know what a chatbot's favorite snack is?
1: No. Microchips.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well done. I love it. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a database of information. It's trained on a certain subset of knowledge. I don't know what that is like
1: everything ever. That's right. Until what? September twenty one? September twenty one. Mm-hmm.
0: And you can ask it questions and it will answer you. That's chat GPT in a in a nutshell. It feels
2: very much like a search engine. Even more than just asking questions, you do have the ability to give it a prompt and it will do the thing you prompt it to do. Right? Mm, yes. Like not just asking like it's not just question asking. You but, can tell it to do something.
0: Yeah, you can tailor the way you ask the question. To give you a response in a certain flavor We'll get into that in a moment So what is ChatGPT? We don't really know We're rural pastors (laughs) We've clearly revealed that But we're hearing a lot of people talk about it And we've been messing around with it a little bit Oh, some of us have Joe, why have you not signed up for ChatGPT?
1: You have to give up your phone number, man I'm not going to do that
2: That's true Josh, you gave up your phone number You intrigued me Mm -hmm. You told me about it instantly Without any thought Just... (laughs) Give it to me. See, this is the difference between Generation
1: X, moi, Mm -hmm. Generation. What are you like Z and Generation Y? I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's right. So Um, I'm
1: surprised they let you sign up, Josh, because I had actually used
0: your phone number as well. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Not really. Uh, So what we want to talk about right now is nothing that's going to be super consequential. We just want to (laughs) engage. In a little bit just
1: of, hang out for the laughs. laughs, in a little bit of
0: dialogue, um, about the fact that Chat GPT is here. And what we would like to do is hear from you if you are a Chat GPT expert, if you know more about it than we seem to by the end of this episode, would you let us know and give us some thoughts and feedback? And here's why we want to wrestle with it Chat GPT is here, uh, artificial intelligence is, is increasing in its. Use and acceptance in society, and uh, it's being used in academic circles. <laughs> Joe, are you okay? Joe,
1: <laughs> yeah, GPT is trying to kill me. <laughs> he got in my coffee cup.
0: <laughs> I, I just mapped out in my head where the
1: defibrillator was, <laughs> and I was trying to remember how
0: oh. to do the steps for CPR, but I'm glad you're okay.
1: <laughs> Shoot, it, the G, Chad GPT would have gotten in got the you. defibrillator too. So, oh, that's cool.
0: So, I, yeah, kind of to for us to just process a little bit out loud together some of the things we've noticed about chat GPT. artificial intelligence is here it's here to stay uh and it's being yeah more widely adopted kids are having to wrestle in college with things like cheating go ahead you were about to say. no something.
2: i that's a that's a big one um even in high school like i assigned my students at new covenant academy a paper or an open-ended question mm-hmm. and they go home and ask chat, chat gpt to do it are you and, serious and, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, really? we, our headmaster sent around an article about it hmm. Just to keep us up to date on some stuff So, so here are some, some examples If you've never
0: messed with ChatGPT you, you could do some things Like here's an example of something I have done I have typed out an email And we have an elder who is particularly Astute when it comes to grammar And I know he's secretly Judging me anytime I send out an email <laughs> So I went to ChatGPT and I said Fix my grammar and then I dropped in the email what I was going to put into the email, and it came back flawlessly by way of grammar. Um, I have brainstormed some things. Here's, here's an example of something you could try to do just for fun. Ask, what are some of the unique challenges for pastors who minister in rural places? And it'll come up with some things, and some of them are going to be nonsense. Some of them are going to apply what is the difference between rural Pennsylvania and rural Kentucky and rural Illinois and rural North Carolina? You can ask questions like this and it will kind of like Venn diagram some things out here, some things that they have in common. Here are some things that are different. So you could start to brainstorm. Maybe you have a project you're working on and you're stuck and you're going, okay, um, I need to design a room that has these characteristics. I want to refinish my basement. It's this many square feet. It's got to have a bathroom, a shower, a kitchenette, and a living area. Um, what are some dimensions I could use for the bathroom, you know and make it all fit? Things like that. it's gonna spit back some answers, which is really fascinating. Um, here's here's one that I've tried. Small group questions. okay, small group questions are for discussion. They're to generate discussion based on something you're talking about. We can find small group questions in books. We can find small group questions on websites. We can buy small group question material, all of those things. I thought, what would happen if I just asked Chat GPT to come up with eight small group questions based on a certain text? And this is where you can get really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, specific with Chat GPT. So I would say something like, I want eight small group questions. I want it based on this text. I want... The text referenced in the question. Uh, I want it from a reformed perspective, and I want it in the style of biblical counseling. And pff, in thirty seconds or less, you have eight questions. And now you don't just embrace them and say those are really great questions. You read them, you tweak them, you think about them. But it gives you a great launch pad to be able to say, I, I've come up with you know this structure and then here are some questions that are appropriate to that structure
1: all right so i'm going to tell i a, a minute long story about a genie and a man who found a genie in a bottle are you ready mm-hmm. okay here we go See, so he found the genie in the bottle and he rubbed the lamp and the genie comes out and he says i'm going to give you three wishes you can get whatever you want to and he was a really simple kind of a guy and he didn't really care about too much but he's like man I mean, and as i think about what i really really want i'm kind of thirsty and he says to the genie genie make me a milkshake and the genie goes zap you're a milkshake so like you do have to be super specific about what you're telling chad gpt right or he's going to make you a
0: if you just said give me eight small group questions on ephesians 5 it's going to generate from whatever research you know whatever information it's got in the database and it's just going to pull something really general you could end up with a disaster on your hands it could be horrible that's why you get real specific and you ask it to do it in the style of Jay Adams, for example, if you want something a little more machete-like. Or ccef if you want something kinder and gentler, but still very biblically counseling based. Uh so yeah, you can you can kind of and it so it will it will study everything CCEF has put out and it will synthesize that information to present you with some small group questions that are very much in that style. And it's weird. It's super weird. So I, I did an experiment. Can I tell you about it? Here's the experiment. I wrote the sentence. Rural ministry is a blessing. Just that one simple sentence, and then I said to Chat GPT, "Hey, Chat GPT, rewrite that sentence in the style of Mark Dever. Have you heard of him? Mm. He has a podcast. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> and uh, here's what it, here's what it said. So, rural ministry is a blessing. Rewrite in the style of Mark Dever. It says, my dear friends, I want to remind you today that rural ministry is indeed a great blessing." While it may not always be glamorous or attract the attention of the world. It offers unique opportunities for deep, meaningful ministry and genuine community building. When we take the time to appreciate the simplicity and beauty of rural life, we can experience a renewed sense of purpose and passion in our ministry. So, let us not overlook or underestimate the blessings of rural ministry, but instead embrace them with one with gratitude and enthusiasm.
1: Hot dog! We don't even have to go to the weekender anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That just saved us a whole bunch of miles and money. That's great. Okay, ready? Rewrite in the style of Mark Driscoll. Okay? <laughs> rural ministry is a blessing. Rewrite in the style of Mark Driscoll. Yo, listen up, folks. I want to talk to you about why, why rural. I can't even say it. Uh, if my kids are listening, Daddy didn't mean to say this word. I want to tell you why rural ministry is so freaking awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I know it may be the most gla- may not be the most glamorous gig in the world, but let me tell you, there's something special about serving in a small you got town. A
1: little bit more aggressive and through the nose. You get to know everybody,
0: and there's a real sense of family and community that you just don't get in the city. Plus, have you seen those rolling hills and wide open spaces? That's God's country right there. And don't even get me started on the sweet tea and barbecue joints. (laughs) That's so so awful. If you're you're thinking about balling on your rural church, think again, my friend. There's a whole lot of blessing waiting for you out there. So, ChatGPT, it studied Mark Driscoll, and it came up with a word that I don't normally say in front of my children, which is very appropriate. Are you ready? Here's one more. Rural ministry is a blessing. Rewrite in the style of Stephen Furtick. Okay, I'm puffing my chest out. I have my microphone in my hand.
1: With muscles. Bigger muscles. Yeah. Hey, hey,
0: hey, rural pastors. Can I get an amen for the blessings of rural ministry? That's right, y'all. I believe God has a special plan for those who are called to minister in small towns and rural areas. It may not be the most flashy, trendy thing, but there's something authentic about serving in a community where everybody knows everybody. And let's not forget that beautiful scenery and fresh air. When you're out in God's country, it's easy to feel connected to his creation and his presence. So don't let anyone tell you that rural ministry isn't worth it because there are blessings waiting for you that you can't even imagine. Keep grinding, keep praying, and keep believing that God is going to do great things through your rural context.
1: The next sermon that I'm able to, to give, I'm definitely going to work in that phrase, keep grinding. Keep grinding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean... So uh, that gives you a little bit of the the flavor that you can tailor your responses according to a specific style, and it can help just kind of give you some perspective. Uh, I, I just have to show you one. <laughs> oh, man. This one's really silly. Rural Ministry is a blessing. Rewrite in the style of Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I can't <laughs> do his impression. Rural Ministry is such a super-de-duper blessing, kids. And then it uh, goes on. And at the end, um, it says, when you're out in the countryside, it's like you're in a magical wonderland. So let's all give a big purple dinosaur hug to rural ministry, because it's a real blessing and we're so lucky to
1: have it. All right. So we know that you can write any question that you want to in the style of Dever, Driscoll, or Barney. (laughs) What shouldn't we use ChatGPT for?
0: That is the question, isn't it? This could get really dangerous really, mm-hmm. really quickly. Um, we mentioned in school, people are plagiarizing. You can see the temptation of a pastor who's had a really busy week, you know, unexpected funeral.
1: I tell you what, in the first one or two years when I was in bivocational ministry, and I didn't really know how to use a sermon. I use Sermon Central way too much. Mm. Right? Yeah. This is like Sermon Central on, yeah, I don't even know what it is. It's... We way, way easier to write a sermon without you even putting any thought into it. And what's fascinating
0: to me is that um, it's not really plagiarism, at least not in a way that we've defined it, because you're not taking someone else's material and just copying it. You're just inputting certain data points and it's creating something new based on that data set that you've assigned so you are creating something, and you're creating something new. Mark Dever never said that thing that that ChatGPT attributed to him. Mark Driscoll didn't say that. Um, so it's really not plagiarism, but that doesn't mean it's not wrong. What are we talked about this earlier? What are some things that would make it wrong for you to have a robot write your sermon?
2: Because J- Josh, you said it earlier. ChatGPT doesn't have. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. There is no Holy Spirit working in the ordinary means of grace as a pastor labors in the word, and he depends upon God in prayer, and he, with blood, sweat, and tears, tries to understand and consider what the argument the author is making, the the Lord Jesus is making, God is making to his audience, to his people. just doesn't exist. It's not there. Also, your robot doesn't have the ability to
0: shepherd the flock of God that's among you.
2: Yeah,
1: they wouldn't be able to exegete to congregation. That's right.
0: Now, you could actually probably say, write this for a small rural congregation in a, you know, agrarian community, and there would be applications that might even be better than the ones you thought of yourself. But you have a responsibility to think through your flock, and something happens in your heart when you process a text and you you process it in light of a congregation, and then you deliver it. And you're not going to be able to have that sort of trifecta of text, congregation, you when you add in something else. Do to you do the
1: remember work. one or two episodes ago? What maybe it was last episode that was on air? We talked about um, different ways that pastors could take a week off, and I was like, hey man, you could write a sermon and then you could give it to somebody else to be able to deliver. And remember, your reaction was to like throw up in your mouth about that. (laughs) So like the chat GPT thing is the same thing, only I think probably even worse. And it didn't come from a human source at all.
0: That's right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Now, I don't think it would be wrong if you wanted to ask chat GPT, what are some ways that I could apply this principle to a certain subset of people? So if you were to put in there, you know, I'm just struggling to think of how marriage this passage on marriage from Ephesians 5 could apply to a single. So you could put in there, in fact, I'm going to do it live. Ready? I have chat
2: GPT pulled up in front of me. All right. I think I've been, I've been doing it live with everything you guys say. So. Oh. What'd you, anything good? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I did discussion questions. Uh, she wrote me a he or sh, it wrote me a sermon on Ephesians 1, 1 to 1-2 from a Reformed Baptist perspective in the style of Mark Dever. That was interesting. You wrote an entire sermon? Uh, it's like maybe 500 words.
1: Ask it to write Institutes Part 2
2: <laughs> in the style of John Calvin. I asked it to apply Ephesians 1, 3 to 3-15 to a rural agrarian context from a Reformed Baptist perspective in the style of CCEF. And it's using the idea of sowing and reaping and how it relates to spiritual blessings in Christ. That's interesting.
1: This is the crown on the little horn! <laughs>
2: That's right. Uh if if I look over there and I see a
0: pile of clothing and <laughs> shoes <laughs> and then I'll start to freak out.
1: <laughs> I hope everybody knows that we're never mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really dispensational. <laughs> Hopefully we didn't lose anybody there. But That's okay. Me. I do love my brothers and sisters. My internet's Probably. not
0: working, Josh, so you're going live right here. What am I saying? Live on Rural Pastor Talk. Me. How would you apply Ephesians five twenty two to thirty three to a single person from a reformed baptist perspective and we will see what chat gpt spits out so i i don't think it's wrong for you to use it to that brainstorm. verse starts with
1: the word submit right
0: it does yeah wives wives are submitting to their husbands it's that whole passage on yeah on marriage and wait a
1: minute that's your sermon for this week
2: it is that's right that's why it was <laughs> don't on mind.
1: tell tj <laughs> yeah
2: did it give you any good ones Firstly, we can learn from this passage about the importance of submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submission is not just a concept that applies to marriage, but it is a principle that should guide all of our relationships as believers. We are called to put others' needs and desires before our own just as Christ submitted himself to the will of the Father for our sake. Secondly, we can learn from this passage about the nature of Christ's love for the church. As a single person, you may feel lonely or isolated at times, but you can take comfort in the fact that Christ's love for you is constant and unwavering. He loves you sacrificially and unconditionally, and his love is not dependent on your marital status or any other external factor. Lastly, this passage can also remind us of our ultimate calling as believers. We're called to be a part of the bride of Christ, and one day we will be united with him in perfect love and harmony. Our relationship with Christ should be the primary focus of our lives, and everything else should flow from that relationship. Do, do,
0: do, do, yeah, do, do, spooky. Do. So you know, I, in my my mind, I think of it kind of like a commentary. Now, a commentary is is proven to be reliable, and Chat GPT is like the wild, wild west of
2: information. Because it you, literally says in the beginning, some information will be wrong. Like you have to pay attention to that. Yeah, that's and you're true. You're not like, they, know it it gives, that it's wrong
1: unless you know it's wrong. Th- that was like the most ridiculous statement that I've ever made. <laughs> like you aren't going to know that it's wrong. No, I know what, know what you that mean. It's wrong. You
0: could. If you don't have enough information in your own brain to process what you're reading, you could assume that because ChatGPT said it, it's correct. And so maybe you wouldn't know that it's completely missed the context or something like that. So you, you wouldn't want to rely on it. But like like a commentary, you know, you don't want to run to the commentary to get your sermon. You want to run to the commentary after you have your outline at least and maybe more, maybe your whole sermon. And just go. I want to make sure I'm not crazy and I didn't miss something. Or if you have a specific question that you need to go ask your friends who you don't actually know who wrote commentaries, you can do that. I think you could think of Chat GPT similarly, where you're saying I'm going to use it how I would use a commentary, and I'm going to consult later. I feel like you're talking badly about me right now. I'm not, no. I want to Josh, whispering and pointing to
1: to put that into Chat GPT.
0: Oh, there you go. My tagline. Raise your Ebenezer?
1: hmm
0: Okay. What'd you find out?
2: Hmm? This phrase comes from the hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, which uses the term Ebenezer to refer to a stone of remembrance. The hymn encourages us to remember God's faithfulness and goodness in our lives and to give thanks to him for all that he has done for us. Is there something specific you'd like me to address related to this? <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe if you didn't know what that is, but again, to your point, Joe, it's not like you just chat GPT said it, so I'm right. good. But, yeah, I, th- I think it can help you I think from a brainstorming kind of perspective, not necessarily from a teach me something kind of perspective.
1: I like what you just said. But I don't I still don't like Chat GPT. <laughs> yeah. I know that is really a brainstorming aspect rather than a teach me something aspect. That's profound. I like that.
0: Well, I won the curmudgeon over. Sign up, Joe. Give me your phone number.
1: No. I told you I've got to get a burner phone before I do That's this. That's right.
0: So, here's one way I'd want to encourage a, a rural pastor to consider using it. I think if you write small group questions, you could use this to save yourself some time.
1: If you don't love your small groups very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I le- I'm kidding.
0: I lead a small group, uh, discipleship group that meets once a month. And I would like to have some stronger questions to help frame our discussion. But it's one of those things that I don't have a lot of time to go specifically focus on. So I could say, you know, here's the topic we're talking about tonight. Here's the perspective I want it from. Give me three really pointed questions that I could ask. And that would help me as a small group leader be able to ask some questions that would get some good discussion going. And you can say, I want the discussion to revolve around... Personal application of this text, or I want it to revolve around the Great Commission according to this text, something like that. So you're not you're not getting you know something that the robot wrote, and you're just reciting it. You are taking some content and helping give your save yourself a little bit of time and kind of cut to the chase. Same thing with finding a word. If you're looking for a word or a phrase, and you're like, oh, I know there's a better way to say this, so. So maybe you're, you you want to say um, the the marriage, I'm thinking of this one because it's what I'm studying right now this week, marriage demonstrates the gospel. But you would say, I don't know if I want to use the word demonstrate. I want something a little punchier. You might be able to say, like, what are some colloquialisms for demonstrate or what are some synonyms for demonstrate? You could do that in Google, but I think you'll find a snappier, broader
2: response from Chat GPT. I can't do it because my internet won't connect, but... Give me a synonym for demonstrate. One synonym for demonstrate could be show, which refers to the act of displaying or presenting something for others to see or understand. I said, give me 10 synonyms for demonstrate. Show, display, exhibit, present, illustrate, manifest, express, prove, indicate, evidence. Say, uh, give me
0: some colloquialisms, if you can figure out how to spell that, and
2: see what it says
0: for demonstrate. It might not have any, I don't know. But that's another thing that I... I read on a blog somewhere that it's good at giving you some colloquialism, some terms that maybe
2: soften the words. Show off, strut your stuff, flex, <laughs> put on a display, flaunt, exhibit your skills, put your money where your mouth is, back it up, walk the walk, prove your worth for hmm. so demonstrate.
0: So it may be able to help you with, with something like that. So, specifically for a rural pastor, some safe ways to use ChatGPT. Ask it about your grammar, brainstorm some ideas, consider. Uh, kind of a baseline for some discussion questions. Joe, you should finish us out with some warnings. Some some
1: watch-outs. I am literally... Has anybody watched 2001 A Space Odyssey? No. You haven't? Alright, well, that will fall. So there was a supercomputer named HAL
2: 9000. and I see you have photos of them. I do. (laughs) On your laptop. Of it on your laptop.
1: So, some warnings. We know that our God is in absolute control Mm -hmm. of all things. We know that as image bearers, he has created us to have dominion uh, over all of his creation. Uh, we also know, too, that... Well, this is something that I shared with TJ and Josh before the podcast. I think that the, this is great usefulness for good and all the things that TJ had just shared, but I think it's also a great danger, too, and it could be a slippery slope. Mm, mm-hmm. Um. You could get in a pinch and just go. Well, I just
0: I, I know Chat GPT could do this for me, and
1: and you wouldn't necessarily. The first step wouldn't necessarily be writing a sermon, but it would be uh, writing like a five minute devotional for something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it could be
2: I don't know, like your entire. Uh, it could be, a, be an unexpected, funeral, yeah. I was going to say it could be an wedding. unexpected service, like a wedding or a funeral or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. And
1: just as you continue, I really firmly believe in the idea and concept of the slippery slip because we're sinful, we're sinful creatures. Yeah, it's good. And left in to our own devices, we don't get better; we get worse. And so this, like many new things, has uh, has got the potential for great good, but also for great danger. How long? when the internet first came out to public use, did pornography then become the most used thing on the internet? Mm. So we haven't yet discovered how evil men can be by using AI, but then also that's not necessarily a reason to completely avoid it either, Uh, but to be informed, um, really study things through, use self-control um, and remember that God is in, God is ultimately in control of all things, and uh, be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And there is no way that any sort of AI could ever replace us as the Imago Dei. That's right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen, indeed. Hey, real quick, if you want to know what Chat GPT thinks, the most uh, danger the greatest dangers are ethical concerns, mm-hmm. bias. AI algorithms can be biased. Dehumanization, over-reliance. The thing that scares me the most
1: about AI bias is the overcorrection by the human programmers to AI bias.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. That is really scary. And then potential for abuse. The power of AI can be misused, leading to unintended consequences or abuses of power.
2: Like one example, there was this AI-generated photo floating around of the Pope in like this white furry coat. And everyone thought it was real. And it was a fake photo. Well, there are the deep fakes. <clears throat> Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. Where the you... Mandalorian used the deep fake technology in season two. I know I... you don't know that, but I don't. Maybe some of the listeners will.
0: I used to know how to play the Mandalorian, but I forgot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they made Luke Skywalker young again. Mark Hamill young again. Okay, good. Do you know who that is?
0: I know who Luke Skywalker is. Oh, I got you. Somebody killed his father. No, he is his father. He didn't kill his father. He has a father with a deep voice and. <sighs>
1: Well done, well yeah.
0: done. All right, well, with that, we should probably be out of here. Are you going to use chat GPT? Uh, I don't know. You decide. Write to us. Let us know what your thoughts are on this. Maybe we missed something. Um, maybe you think we're headed down a bad path. Maybe you think that we should try to embrace this. Let us know your thoughts. Truly. Mm, bye.
2: Oh, wait. Where do people need to get I know you're going to play DJ? the music, remember? No, you said you... I don't play the music. I can't remember what no, you No, you said we should talk about it and then play the music.
1: I haven't said my thing yet.
2: I know you say that after the thing. Well, no, that's... I don't know when to say
1: it. Actually, go ahead. I was format's got us all confused. To work in, go ahead, Joe. Send it, bro. Nobody knows this movie, but I was going to try to work in a Hal a 9000 quote. Dave, this conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> Raise your Ebenezer.
2: Hey, Josh, thanks for pressing that button. I realize I got it wrong. You wanted the music to play. We did it wrong last time. That's okay.
0: It's all good. I appreciate your (coughs) repentance, and I forgive you. Oh,
2: thank you. If people
0: want to find out more about us, connect with us. Where should they go?
2: They can email us. Nope. Nope.
0: Oh, where can they go? That's right. No longer do we want you to email us, although you are very welcome to. Yes. Instead, you should hop on over to Facebook and go to the Rural Pastors Coalition. That's right. Yeah. Facebook.com slash start a discussion. Rural Pastors. Talk to us, get to know each other, connect with other rural pastors. It's a happening place. Hope to see you there. Goodbye.
2: Please.